Oh, yeah, we didn't we, make up a thing. I didn't have one written down. So uh, I don't have one for getting better. So they should have been. We just didn't play numbers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they will, oh, usually yeah. we'll say, like, we give it five, some unit of measurement. Five per coats. Based on the song. Five yeah, five for oh, coats. Okay. Like five backs. Yeah. It was the beast with five backs. <laughs> <laughs> Today on Alphabetical, getting better. Hello, welcome back to Alphabetical. It's the podcast where we go through the entire Beatles catalog alphabetically from 12 to Y. I'm Pete the Retailer. I'm Alex. I'm Matthew. And I'm John. And today we're talking about getting better. The song from 1967, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Um. Yeah, getting better. Getting better is a uh, it's a Lennon McCartney number, right? Yeah, I think mostly Paul. Mostly Paul. Although I don't know, this one does seem to have a lot of lyrically seems to have a lot of John Lennon contributions. Yeah, yeah. So it gets a little dark there for a minute, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. About be- beating my woman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't. Did you guys know that he he beat women? <laughs> John Lennon. Oh yeah, he was a jerk. <laughs> yeah. I but never I, really. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I knew he was. I didn't know he like said it in an interview. You know? Yeah, basically, I didn't. I knew, you know, I figured he was kind of, uh, you know, if not physically abusive, at least you know, cruel and uh, yeah, always putting his woman down. But, guy, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, then there's uh, interviews where he's just kind of like, oh yeah, I was, I, I was a hitter. <laughs> like I just, yeah, you know, uh, he just talks about how he could just would, uh, you know, couldn't deal with it, and and, and would. Uh, he used to also be really mad at his school. Yeah, <laughs> the teachers who taught there—they were they so I heard not they cool. cool. <laughs> well, he had mommy Thanks for taking us out of that. I was, I was worried it was, it was getting too dark. There. I yeah. remember I got into once an argument with my then stepmother, hmm. and she was—we were talking about the Beatles came up, and uh, I was like, "Well, the Beatles never had any real formal musical training." She's like, "No, I'm pretty sure they went to like music school and had like." And I was like, "Oh, it was infuriating because I knew it wasn't true. The Beatles were <laughs> more or less all high school dropouts, and yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. just driving me crazy. That I'm sure we've all had that experience where you know something is true. And this was like <laughs> before the internet, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this was. Uh, she could have been like, "Yeah, they all went to Juilliard," and yeah, that's kind of like what she was saying. Like they went to like conservatories and stuff. Like that. <laughs> so you ran to your bookshelf and got your. Yeah, uh, I was like, "Hold on, I ran all the way home." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but yes, here. the Beatles did not care for school very much, as evidenced in this song. Right. Because they, yeah. It's nice to be reminded that Paul McCartney also had a kind of rebellious side to him and didn't like to be told what to do. Right. You know, it's tempting to think of John Lennon as the bad boy and Paul is like, oh, John, come on now. You know, but <laughs> Paul also could be, uh, you know, a rebel yeah, too. Yeah, he was a troublemaker. Yeah. But I think when they first met George, he was like the, the biggest badass of them all, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. He had the... Uh... He had the tightest trousers, I think. <laughs> That's a thing. The sign of a true badass. That was a bit. That was so funny. I was reading, I think, a Hunter Davies book. Of, um, Are you sure you're not thinking of the Ruddles again? Because <laughs> that's where the Ruddles got it from. Because right. it was a thing to be like to re sew or re hem whatever your, right. your pants, Skinny so they jeans. were just tight, yeah. really tight, and <laughs> like they were literally like like quotes from them. They're like, "Yo, when we first met George, like is it." the tightest trousers of them all <laughs> and they was imp- they were impressed by that and like and like you, george would be like yeah I, I got these pants i went home i put them put them under the sewing machine and then my dad said like you know take those out <laughs> let them out and i'm like oh it's too late i don't have the material anymore <laughs> it's a shame that didn't become one of the like things that signs of rebellion like you know riding hot rods and right. chasing girls tight like <laughs> how tight your trousers were songs stuffing about, your bulge like, you know, that's yeah, what it is right. 
Anything yeah, to enhance gonna... the bulge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if that didn't become like a Beatles kind of trademark, you know, everybody thinks about, you know, like, oh, the wigs and yeah, 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 and the tight pants. Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody says that. Yeah. Left wide open for the Rolling Stones, totally yeah. take over that market share. But, uh... I mean, it, it's always been a thing to, be, to have tight pants, but I think it was just funny back then, like, before designers, like, kicked in and, like, made, like, you know, made them custom made for kids. Yeah. They had to go home and, like, sew them tight. Well, especially, yeah, in post-war Britain, too. That was probably a, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's probably that's People more used to the... darn socks still. Right. Yeah. Like Winston Churchill was like, tighten your own trousers. <laughs> be proud to be British. Right. <laughs> anyway. We shall fight them in the seams. <laughs> getting better. Getting better. Which sometimes I like to think of as getting butter. It's, it's a commercial opportunity waiting for, you know, <laughs> you know, Lando Lakes or somebody should pick that up. Got, got to believe it's bagel. getting butter. Yeah. Um, or I can't believe it's not butter. Should be, I can't, you know. Got to believe it's getting better. <laughs> Excuse me. Apparently, when the when on Sesame Street they did a they did a couple of Beatles parodies, which they then had to take down because of rights issues. One of them was uh, Letter B. I remember right. that. And Hey Food. <laughs> so <laughs> getting getting hey, butter getting would go perfect. Would be the B side of Hey Food. <laughs> oh, Weird Al, where, where are you? If only it lived. <laughs> and that one where Ernie beats women. I'm sorry. Oh, you. <laughs> Ernie Burt's women, you mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Burtle. So, um... Hey, Burtle. Uh, also, uh, the sitar. I like the use of the sitar in this one. Yes. it's uh, You don't often hear the sitar mixed in with their non-Indian instruments. Yeah. Right. Well, there's a nice, a, like, sort of brute, you know. Brown. Yeah, there's a sitar in the that Indian drum, which I can't remember the name of. Uh, which Tabla, something like that? Yeah, maybe. Is it the Tabla? I don't, I know. don't know. That's the only Indian drum I know. Surla Tabla. Surla Tabla. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's cool that the song sort of starts in one place where it seems more like traditional rock instruments, yeah. and then by the end it kind of settles into that. Uh, it almost seems like a drone, like a round, yeah, with just the hand drum thing, and the in, uh, if that is uh, sitar that or yeah, yeah that that droning note yeah. too. Yeah, it almost it's sounds like, like I feel fine. That wow. Oh you know, uh, yeah. Like, uh, mm. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, there's the other like uh, the other the guitar part kind of which. Uh, and we talked about like uh, when we did everybody's got something to hide except me and my monkey and you were like who starts a song like that where it's like that kind of interesting you know it, it's not that the main chirpy, part of the song chirpy but, like, guitar. with this with getting better where it starts with that kind of sharp that like dan, 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 and then yeah. it just keeps going throughout the whole song pretty yeah. much you know it comes out a little bit during the chorus but then it's uh, um it's it's pretty consistent and interesting it's I'm like, not a fan uh, of that that chirpy guitar uh, okay. Wait, no, no, not the trippy guitar. That, no, like, the, the, that oh, trippy. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm like, please, well, I can't wait for those other instruments to come in and bury that thing. Uh, <laughs> you like it? You're a fan of yeah. the... Uh... It's much better than... What was that? The uh, Beaker? <laughs> beaker? Yeah, what was the song that had Beaker in the beginning? That I, it's another one that I listened to like uh, five times in a row when we were studying it. It so. started with the letter G or lower? Me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was like a C or a D song. I'll have to go back and look. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I really like that that kind of I do, staccato yeah. I kind just, of. Uh, it's like uh, it's clean and it's you know, just like right. "Die Die My Darling" by the Misfits, where it's just that like din, 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 yeah. din, throughout the whole thing. And it's like, it's like maybe it's they like, got this from the Misfits. Yeah, it's pretty like you know, on the beat, and then there's a little syncopation in there. It's like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm so preoccupied trying. To, I'm trying. I'm so preoccupied trying to figure out what that Beaker song is. Meep, 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 meep. <laughs> 
we know it must begin A through G. Well, well we can go back and look yeah. at it. Yeah. Well, let's not get side side. I think Ringo is kind of a star on this song. That well, I mean, the rhythm the section star. in general. <laughs> He's a star. <laughs> star uh, but, right. like, this is a good showcase of one of Ringo's, like, interesting beat. I think as a drummer in general, people don't give him a lot of love, but I think he's very smart about the way he compliments a song and, like, the way that, um, the way he stutters the hi-hat in, in the verse, is just really, like, thoughtful, you know? Mm. Um, and then the way that Paul McCartney is just walking around the whole time, like he provides a lot of cool growth to the song while you still have those stabs in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the rhythm section really shines on this song. And like, I'm a big fan of Ringo as a drummer and as uh, his compositional style is really, I think, uh, shining on this tune. Yeah. Just yeah, as the musicians like point, much, you know, it's like enough, but it's also like, you yeah, it's like they're good decisions. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. And they're, they're a little off the beaten path. You know, he's not doing the straight four, four thing all the time. He's he's I think a lot of it probably comes from Paul, too, to be honest, because he's a drummer. And and um, so I, w- I wouldn't be totally shocked to find out that Paul actually wrote some of the cool drum stuff going on. But yeah. snuck back in and recorded it. You are, you are a pro Paul guy. I am a pro Paul yeah. guy. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Paul actually played all the instruments on this. If song. he just wrote every single song they ever played. So this was like the height of their psychedelic time, you know, Sgt. Pepper. And But they still kept it pretty pop. Like, yeah. Do you think they wanted to do, like, get more into psychedelic jams and stuff? Or do you think at their core they were like, you know, we're a, we're a pop band and we want stuff that's going to be radio friendly as opposed to, like, Vanilla Fudge or some other psychedelic <laughs> bands? Love. That have, yeah. have, uh, I mean, they're the Beatles. They're, they're polished usually. Right. Yeah, I mean, mean, I think they're... Lucy in the Sky, that was like probably their experimental part right. <laughs> to the album. I don't know. I mean, A Day in the they're... Life is probably their... Is, is, yeah, longer than a regular song and more experimental, but it's not like a jam song. They're not like right, right. You know, like I want you. It's not or trippy. Something. Yeah. So it seems to come more from like the sonic element where, or that's like uh, to me where the magic of the album is. I mean, this is the first record they made after they stopped touring, right? Mm-hmm. And they got into the heavy psychedelics. George is also into the Middle Eastern thing, and so it seems like a really big amalgamation of all these different sounds, but. That the core of it, they're always melody guys. So right. I feel like definitely getting better is one of the more straight ahead songs on Sgt. Pepper. But Lucy in the Sky is a really great example of when they get really out there. And to me, it seems like it comes more from a sonic perspective, like just the production more than yeah. The what's the weirdest sound we can get on this normal song that I just plunked away on the piano and wrote? Right. right. Or yeah, like like what if we just you know. During this one verse, what if we just cut to sitar drone? And yeah, yeah. Some Indian drums. That's actually, I started reading this book by Jeff Emmerich, mm-hmm. um, who is like the main engineer for most of their stuff and came up with a lot of the really cool studio sounds that were impossible to create at the time until he figured it out. And that's it's really neat to get his perspective on that stuff and um, just hear, I guess hear the perspective of the Beatles and how they, they really didn't know what they wanted. They just come up with a wacky idea and they'd go like, all right, Jeff, make it happen. Yeah. I want to sound like, like the Dalai Lama. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> they'd like sing a, a sound or something. Yeah. And, and he'd have to go try and figure yeah, it out. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. And I think that's some of it where some of the magic happened just by total accident. And yeah. it seems like that's a lot of the, he was like, the stuff too. Garage band. Oops. 
<laughs> it's too early for that. <laughs> Instead, exist. let me get 20 feet of wire, and I'll run it through the speaker, which is on a chain dangling from the ceiling. Oh, this song, speaking of uh, psychedelics, uh, this is the song that famously, the only time John Lennon did LSD while in the recording studio. He, uh, yes, oh, another, another rooftop uh, thing. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go. Back. Another <laughs> rooftop. <laughs> another rooftop. top. So, uh, this uh, is Roof Week on uh, the right. Beetle, Alphabetical Mania. <laughs> he took some drugs, <laughs> thought they were speed. Be careful turned, with your water, man. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it was LSD, and John Lennon had to sit out most of the recording session oh, because he was too yeah. right. effed up. And George Martin took him up on the roof for some fresh air. And he left him up there, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's And then idea. he came back down, and they're like, I think he just took acid. And they're like, oh, let's go get him. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's like the perfect crime. George Martin's like, I'll give him acid. They'll bring him up on the roof, and then the inevitable will <laughs> put a fur coat on him, leave him up there. <laughs> right. It'll be all right. Maybe that's what gave him the idea. <laughs> when they went up there, and he's like, oh, I'm cold. And then he's like, yeah. we should go record I want. I'd love to accidentally take some LSD. Anyway. <laughs> um, Getting better. There's also the weird... Uh, verse where he's saying, uh, me used to be angry, young man. Me hiding me head in, me in the sand. Is that what he actually says? I thought it was, I used to be angry young man, be hiding me head in the sand. No, I think it's me used to be angry young man, me hiding me head in the sand. Yeah? Reverting to caveman. Yeah, it's it bizarro. Caveman thing. <laughs> That's what it struck I me as I heard odd. differently, but. Let me uh, look that up while we're in the background here. Oh, yeah. Also, while we're talking about that, hiding me head in the sand, another Paul is dead reference. Paul McCartney talking about his head being uh, uh, not connected to his body. In the sand. Right, so, true. for those of you, I don't have I brought up Are Paul McCartney t- being dead yet. I don't know if I brought that yeah. up or not. Um, but did I? No, I don't yeah. think. I don't okay. think so. Uh, <laughs> no. But uh, you should make notes. Yeah. Make all a list. the I all the sources that I see say me used to be angry young man. Me hiding me head in the sand. I wonder me if used to be angry <laughs> young man. <laughs> Lyrics written by Cookie Monster. Yeah, it's from the Sesame Street <laughs> yeah. version that they had to take. Yeah, out. yeah, it's the Sesame Street parody. Getting butter cookies. Oh, be a better way to teachers do that. were not. It's cool. got to be a better way to do that. Um, so what does that mean then? I don't know. That's what I'm, you know, why know. suddenly just seems like a Liverpudlian thing to say. <laughs> yeah. they, are there are there cavemen in Liverpool? Uh, maybe it is more with that you know the angry young man thing. You know, if he's young, I don't know. Past I don't know, me, I don't know. Is it like here. a me hiding know, me head and me? Well, Ali G does his uh, his, uh, <laughs> his Rastafarian kind of character. He says me a lot. Yo, check mm. it. So maybe it was a slang. <laughs> me Julie and me yeah. <laughs> We want to talk ratings. Uh, sure. Um, I will. You, I'll read Adam's uh, in absentia <laughs> rating, which uh, Adam also gave this a five. Really interesting, he dude. It, he's uh, just dishing out fives all over the place, huh? <laughs> um, we'll give it five. Uh, what's what? He didn't. He didn't supply a unit, but uh, five mistaken drug <laughs> waters. Five, <laughs> five guitar stabs. Five guitar in your brain. Five guitar stabs. Five stabs in your brain. I only gave it three guitar stabs. I docked a guitar stab, ironically, because stabs. of because the. Guitar <laughs> wow. So I only gave it three. Huh. You give it a dun dun dun. Yeah. That's it. Whereas yeah. Adam gave it dun 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 dun. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's plenty. All right. All right. <laughs> I'd go four stabs. Four stabs. Four guitar stabs. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go five. Five. I love this song. I love the stabs. Well, the ratings are getting better. Everything about it. (laughs) Pete, the ratings are getting better. I think. 
I'm tempted to go five on this too because it's uh, the outlier. There's just always something interesting going on in it, and but it's not you know it's not too long. It's a good length, and it's a good you know it's poppy, but it's still interesting. Like I don't know, I don't want to be handing out fives willy nilly either. But, um, <laughs> well, you make some good points there. It yeah. puts a smile on my face when I hear the song. So. Yeah, if, see, I could. Right my four forward, stabs could, could become higher, five stabs. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the stabs. <laughs> they, they did a great cover. That is a great name for a band, the stabs. <laughs> <laughs> if there isn't one already, I'm sure there is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll go five. You'll go All five. Right. All right, put that down on the list. Uh, a near miss for the Hall of Fame. Well, like a two out of four, so not a near right. miss. Did you find any interesting covers? Anyone got any interesting covers? Um, I saw that that band, The Wedding Present. I think they've they've come up before because they did a, uh, did they do a full cover of the Sgt. Pepper album? I think. There's a lot of I think a lot of covers that came up where it included the whole album. Yeah, Sergeant I think Sgt. Pepper is an album to do if you're going to do a, a yeah. cover. I guess. So the only the time this one gets covered is when someone's doing the whole album. Well, there's other ones. I, I didn't really find anything notable, but I, yeah, this the the Wedding Present one I liked. It was a little more kind of rocky. <laughs> Not Rocky Balboa. Me, me like rocks. <laughs> right. um, but you know, little little uh, kind of up tempo. Um, oh, so the stats are even faster. Yeah, the stats like, faster. That maybe would sell me on it. Maybe I'll have to hear the song. Yeah. The stabs are faster. Like a drum and bass. Because yeah. like Helter Skelter starts with also the stabs too. Yeah. Oh, we're not there yet. Can't talk about it. Oh, sorry, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but that one I like. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is Those the pace. Looser stabs. Looser mm. stabs. These are very looser in the stabs. High and tight stabs. <laughs> looser like, in the uh, stabs of time. I wonder if they're not quite in tune together. So I wonder if that subconsciously could be it. Maybe that's. Mm. A Do you know discordant? what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because I actually, when I was digging around today before we got here, I found a guy. YouTube that was able to solo some of the guitar tracks next to each other, and um, they're definitely not in tune. Hmm. So just hearing two or three guitars that aren't in tune together give you that uneasy kind of feeling. Yeah, Yeah, so I wonder if that could be it. Or lazy. Or lazy. (laughs) I don't know, yeah. The LSD makes it sound real good. It would be neat if like, they started out slightly out of tune, and then by the end of the song, they were perfectly in tune, oh, so things were getting whoa. better. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be wild. Be, wow. They probably asked like Jeff Emmerich to do that, and he was like, well, <laughs> while you're playing? No, I, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard it, but Smash Mouth do a cover, so I just assume that is awesome. <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> we all agree that's yeah. the best one. <laughs> that would have gotten. That would have been a Hall of Famer. Yeah, for sure. They truly are an all-star. Um. Well... If that's uh, if that's it for getting better, um, what do you, what, what do you th- what's on your I, mind? What are you thinking about? <laughs> well, you know, you know, I was thinking about this girl. Really? Yeah. Well, well let's talk yeah. about her. Yeah, well, I don't want to talk about her now. Next time, we'll come back. Yeah, we'll let's... talk about her Friday. Uh, girl for the Beatles. Uh, we'll cover it here in alphabetical. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, etc. We're Alpha Beatles, um, and we'll see you back here on Friday. Girls. Girls.